0: MW. it's Melissa and Stephanie
1: Krakache, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your host of Millennial Women Talk. We're so grateful you're sharing your time with us today. Given the current climate in the world right now, we have decided to put a pause on our current podcast schedule to bring you up-to-date resources that can help you during this time of need. Steph and I are self-quarantining and recording from our closets. So this episode may sound just a bit different, but don't worry, MW, you'll still get the same high quality conversations you're used to hearing right here on our podcast.
0: In today's episode, we speak to Stephanie Essenfeld, an individual and couples therapist. We are honored to have Stephanie back on the show to help us understand how we can survive this pandemic emotionally and psychologically. We also talk about how to cope with feelings of loneliness during this time and how to focus on building resilience. There were so many insightful moments on this episode, but here are some of our top takeaways.
2: So it's a matter of really making an effort and and a daily practice to try to go back to what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? What is positive about this? Like what can I get out of this? Like you have to start asking yourself those questions. The only thing that we can work on right now is on ourselves, on managing our own anxiety, on helping ourselves get through this, on creating a community for ourselves, on becoming more resilient, maybe start reading books, like start providing food to your own mind to help you get through this.
1: OKMW, the journey to getting closer to the best you starts right now.
2: Hi. Hi. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much
0: for inviting me today.
2: It's an honor to be here.
0: We are so grateful for you to spend some time, you know, talking with us today because we're learning so much in how to survive this pandemic health-wise by social distancing, washing our hands, but how can we really truly survive this emotionally, mentally, and psychologically? This is really
2: hard. This is something I always talk in my workshops here in Miami and when I talk about radical acceptance of the future because I go radical acceptance of the past of the present radical acceptance of the people that you love you know the the type the personality uh, characteristics that you don't love how can we radically accept them radically accepting our personality are the the things physical and, and mentally that we usually judge how can we start accepting it so to be able to reach self-love? And then I also talk about radical acceptance of the future, because I feel one of the reasons that we feel so much anxiety and that we suffer so much is because we try to control the future. We, we don't like uncertainty. We like to know what's going to happen so we can prepare and we can feel safe. Right. But the truth is that we ever since we we're born, we really have no idea what our future holds so that's where anxiety comes in and 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 I always say like we don't know what what tomorrow can happen and I think this crisis is showing us that that you know things can go amazingly but things can also go south and the only thing mm-hmm. that's going to prepare us and 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 help ourselves to to be a little bit more at ease is to work on ourselves and become resilient so so we can trust ourselves that no matter what happens in the future, we have ourselves to count on. So yeah, this is happening and it's hitting us hard. Everybody, like even yeah. therapists. Yesterday, I had a peer um, supervision support group with all therapists at work. And where I work, we were like seven of us. And we were all talking that we we are feeling anxiety. We are sometimes mm-hmm. feeling a little bit of panic. We are um, feeling a lot of sadness. You know, all of this roller coaster of emotions are 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 going on right now, and it's normal. It it's,
1: it's what is it means we're human. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot of people forget that therapists are human beings too, and that they're. Uh... They're not immune to this type of, you know, even mental, you know, mental stress, which I'm sure you and your peers are dealing with now more than ever, because everybody's looking to you guys now and saying, how, how do I, how do I get out of this? You know, and, and one of, I was so surprised and maybe not surprised really, you know, the number one thing that I have heard from my girlfriends and I, and I mentioned this on the other episode too, and I'm hearing very often in the media is loneliness. That has been the number one thing because some people you know, do live alone or, or maybe, you know, we actually, I had um, in, in my Facebook series called Hialeah, I had a guy message us saying that he's actually from Hialeah, the city, but he's stuck in Ecuador and he's been in quarantine there and he can't come back. And he's been a resident for 50, for 50 years. So you're talking about people who are stuck in other countries that were supposed to come home that did it. And then you're talking about people who are just living alone and away from family and everybody's dealing with their own situations. Right. But how can we be dealing with loneliness, you know, right now in such a moment of crisis?
2: Yes. Yes. That when, when all of this crisis happened and I went on Instagram, obviously to try to numb but obviously it made everything worse um, because I follow a lot of therapists and a lot of doctors and they were all talking about the crisis and, and anxiety and and everything that's happening. And then one of the things that I saw a pattern of is that every single therapist was talking about how to get along with family, how to get along with partner and um, while living at home, like everyone was talking about relationships. And here I am reading all this. And even though I'm a relationship therapist, I'm a marriage and family therapist. I have a lot, a lot of clients that I see that are alone, you know, that maybe they came to the US or even to Europe or any other place um, to, because they found an opportunity uh, of work or because they whatever it is that made them leave, but they leave alone. They leave alone. They, and and now this quarantine is making them, you know, be completely isolated. And what is the worst punishment in a prison is isolation. That's the worst punishment Mm -hmm. they, they put you in a cell isolated. And, and it feels like that right now, you know, like we're, we're like, we're being punished, even though we're not, because I don't think it's a punishment from God at all. I don't believe that. I mean, that's, that's my belief. Maybe somebody else does. And I respect that. But it feels like a punishment. And it, and it's, and it feels like this loneliness is, is too much to hunt, ha- to handle. Um, specifically, if people don't get along with their families that I see a lot, or if they struggle with shame, um, or, um, self esteem issues you know it can be really hard to to be with yourself the whole entire day with without being able to to distract yourself, so I decided to i had a calling like I really am say it's a calling because it was something like it it came into my mind and I reached out to the group I have a group that helps me. And with all my projects, and I told them like this is my idea, and we have to make the, make it happen because this is a necessity right now and I asked them to create a Facebook group for only for the people that are leaving alone and not have those feelings of loneliness right now and and I didn't only want it to be a group, I wanted to be like a membership where where it was more like a club like um a place where you had an itinerary, where you had different professionals teaching webinars and support groups and question and answers uh, based on, on the crisis and based on how to handle emotions and how to trust yourself. I, I even contacted um, the most famous uh, therapist, psychologist, author, and and speaker in Latin America, um, her Latin America. Her name is Pilar Sordo. She's amazing. She's really, really amazing. She has like ten books right now. One is better than the other one. And she, um, she's part of the group. She told me I'm going to give away my PDFs, my my books in in PDF form, and I'm gonna assign people um to read. Certain chapters, and then I'm gonna process them with them, and I'm gonna do workshops two times a week. And I'm doing the same. I'm doing exactly the same. I'm I'm helping uh, by providing support groups. Um, I have a financial advisor that is offering also his services once a week. He's tuning in at Zoom with them, answering questions, helping them with their financial struggles. I have a meditation. And mindfulness expert that is meditating with with the group twice a week and, and providing content on mindfulness. Like everybody wants to help, and I'm just so excited that this is this group is growing and people are feeling so supported. I have um, also a group chat in in WhatsApp, and if you read the messages, like you would cry not because of sadness, but, but I don't know, like it, it really provides me happiness to see all of these people around the world feeling so alone. And now they found like a group that they can feel that they relate themselves to that, they that they're there for each other. And it's
1: beautiful. Absolutely. I think that that's that's incredible. And and you're living your true purpose, right? So, you know, obviously, your career is being a therapist, but you also know that being a therapist in times of crisis, you show up regardless. And, and I mean, I commend you for that. And I think at this time, like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, people are searching for therapists, you know, obviously, we have the doctors and nurses in the front lines, but the therapists are also in the front lines as well. So I commend you for doing that work. That's that's incredible. Um, I wanted to ask you too. you know, on the other side of the loneliness topic, when you have, for example, you, that you're in the front lines too, and receiving so much information, how do you process? So for example, if I'm, if I'm feeling loneliness, I'll call my sister or I'll call a friend. Sometimes you might hesitate because you don't feel like you want to dump all your problems to this person, or you don't want to kind of exhaust them. How would you advise the person on the other end receiving this information? You know, how, how can they be ready to receive, you know, the information that the person that's dealing with the no- loneliness is going through? I'm not sure if I explain myself correctly because I'm seeing it all visual in my brain.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean, the most important thing, if you are going to receive this information, you have to be okay receiving it. Like You cannot receive it if you're not dealing well with the crisis either. So we have to establish priorities and if you're in a let's say you're in a depression, because I know many people are falling right now, unfortunately, into a into a depression. So if you're in that state where you already are unable to support yourself, you don't want to be in a position where there's an where another person is throwing everything at you and asking and asking you to hold space for them when you're unable to hold space for you. Where you're unable to be compassionate with yourself, it's going to be a lot more difficult to be compassionate towards another person and then go back to to supporting yourself. So just make sure that you're there for you and manage your own emotions so you can be able to be there for another person. And, And at the same time, just letting them know that you care. You know, you don't have to reject them. And that said, plain, simple, no, you can tell them, you know, I would love to be here for you. At the same time, I am struggling. And I know that if I open myself up to listening to you right now, I'm going to go into a deeper hole. So let's brainstorm in how can we help each other right now without going into that hole deeper. So I think it's a matter of, yeah, like being very compassionate towards ourselves and the other person and just brainstorming how, how can we figure it out so we can help each other out and not necessarily abandoning them. But if you're not into a deep, deep depression and you are willing to, to hear the other person out is it's a matter of empathy. It's a matter of providing that space that it's a lot of what therapists do, which is, Providing a safe space to be vulnerable. That's it. Be vulnerable. You know, I, I'm here. I, I'm hearing you. I'm not judging you. I am trying to, to understand you, to, to validate your struggle, and to help you figure out for yourself what is it that you're needing to get out of this hole, to, to, to feel supported, to feel a little bit better than you feel right now. And, but they are not going to have the answers. The other, like the person that's asking help is going to have the answers. And the only thing you can do is just be there to support them into
0: finding those answers. And yes, that's such great advice. Cause I do think that a lot of people always say, I want to be there for that person. And, and that always kind of like, what does that mean? Right. And so the way that you're putting it so beautifully, just holding space for somebody, safe space for somebody just to talk is so wonderful. And I love the advice that you're giving, you know, just about managing emotions. And I actually want to share a personal story. So for me, like last week I started noticing an old behavior of mine that I used to use as like for coping, right? Like binge eating. Like I started noticing that I was eating a little bit more than I usually do. And then I was eating a lot more. And I was like, wow, that's, I thought that I was done with that kind of behavior. Right. But also when I started to share kind of what I was going through, a lot of people were like, oh, wow. I started noticing that I was doing this other negative behavior, you know, during coping. And, And so when we're talking on the topic of like, managing our emotions, right? Some of us are right now experiencing past, you know, negative behaviors that we used to use for coping. What would be your advice um, for some of us that are still dealing with that right now? Or, you know, any advice to how can we really handle our emotions um, healthy during this time? So I think number
2: one is normalizing them. You know, I feel like For some reason, when we're experiencing deep emotions, we feel like we're alone in this. Like we're the only ones who are feeling this. And understanding that this is something that, you know, that all the emotions that you're feeling is normal and natural as a human being to feel them. So just opening the door to those feelings instead of rejecting them, because I think that's what we tend to do. We judge our emotions you know if we feel sadness why are you feeling so sad you shouldn't feel so sad you should be stronger you know we start like judging ourselves and i think that's when they become harsher it's like it's like when a baby is crying and you ignore them they cry more and with more intensity and harsher they like they want to get your attention and the more you ignore them the worse it becomes so I want you to start seeing your emotions are, uh, as babies that are needing your attention, that are needing your compassion, that are needing you to hug them. Like I am here for you to feel them and to feel safe and to not feel judged. And we are going to get through this together, like literally <laughs> talk to them. And the more you allow yourself to feel the the, the natural Emotions that comes off that are waves—they they're not gonna stay there forever. They're waves, and the more you're gonna be able to get through them, to be able to to experience the more the more positive emotions that comes later. But you first have to be able to feel them and to be very very compassionate towards yourself. Like this is okay. This is. Normal, like what are you needing right now? Are you needing to call a friend? Are you needing exercise, even though it's hard to do exercise right now in this state? But maybe that's what you're needing. Are you needing to sleep a little bit? Are you needing to hear a song that you used to love when you were little that's gonna bring you up a little bit more? You know, like what is it that I am needing at this moment, and how can I provide that to myself?
0: That's awesome. So you're telling us, you know, when we're starting to feel these emotions, like, you know, an overwhelming feeling of loneliness, we should, some of the tips you're suggesting is like working out, calling a friend, hearing an old song you love. What other things could we be doing when we have that overwhelming feeling of loneliness? Okay. So
2: meditation and, and, and mindfulness, I think it's huge. And maybe there's a lot of information about meditation and mind well about mindfulness and on on the internet and I always say this like the good thing that we're living this crisis in 2020 is that we have access to a lot of information online if yes. we would be living this thousands of years ago and um, it would be completely different totally. and, and that's something that's something that we should be grateful for that we have well not all of us, but many of us, because I don't want to generalize, because I know there's countries that don't have access and people that don't, but there's a lot of us that do. So use those resources, you know, how can I right now provide myself with a routine where I wake up and I have something to look forward to something, you know, if it's, that class that I'm going to take on YouTube about mindfulness or about a skill that I've been wanting to, to develop and haven't found the time. Well, now is the time. What is the skill and how can I find the tools and the information to get better at it? How can I provide myself with a sense of community? You know, if it's, through a Facebook group or calling friends that you haven't talked to in a long time and being vulnerable and asking for their help because you're needing that support right now, calling your family, like calling a therapist. There's a lot, a lot of therapists offering um, their services at a lower price right now. There's options. Like if you speak Spanish, there's an amazing um website called Option Yo, and, which is option me but in spanish is opcionjo.com dot .com and and that has amazing therapists there offering their services for a very low fee there's better help i don't know there's a lot of online services yeah. right now that you could take take advantage to to have a safe space to express yourself and find tools that that serve you because I know that there's tools that I'm talking about here in this podcast that there's going to be people that are not going to relate and they're not going to like it and it doesn't work for them and that's okay but you can find your own tools Exactly. Right. There's, there's there's so, so many, many
0: resources out there for us. I I definitely agree with you. Um something else that we've been hearing, you know, I, I love that you're pointing out to build a routine, like w- something to look forward to even if it's the future seems so uncertain right now, but at least tomorrow, you know, signing up for that YouTube course, etc. because there's so much of that going on. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about which we've been hearing in our community is, you know, once people have gone through their routine, they ultimately find themselves with idle time, and when you kind of don't have much going on, it's very easy to get lost in your own thoughts. And um, a lot of people have been talking to us about anxiety and panic attacks coming and stemming from you know just being in your own head. What what is some advice that you can give to those listeners who are currently suffering with anxiety and panic attacks? So like how to avoid it. And also how to get out of it when you're in that space. Okay.
2: I think we have to start practicing breathing, like deep belly breathing. It's going to help you manage those panic and and anxiety attacks. And again, you can find all of that, all of that information on YouTube. There's many therapists that are giving away that information on Instagram lives but definitely start practicing deep belly breathing. There's another way you can grab a pen and paper and just put it all out, like write it all out. What are those thoughts that are so, so damaging for me? What are they? Just put them down and and start distinguishing between fantasy and the stories that the mind is creating and reality. There's a big difference. There's a big, big difference between reality and the stories that we create based on the reality. Um, and I'll gonna I'm gonna give you a little example. Like the other day a friend was telling me that there's a client that asked her to to end the services. And where did the mind went, oh my god. This is the first client that is asking me to end the services. And so my income is going to be lower this month. This is the first out of all of them. Now everybody's going to end services and I'm going to end up in bankrupt. And if I end up in bankrupt and something happens to me, I'm not going to be able to pay for my medical services. So I'm going to die. You know, so our mind like creates all of these stories out of one Small reality, and th- when we understand the stories that we're creating and versus the reality, we're able to go back to the reality and the present moment, and understand that whatever comes in the future, we really have no idea. Just like we had no idea that this was going to happen to us right now, the coronavirus. We have no idea if somebody's going to find the cure tomorrow. We have no idea to, and we have to embrace uncertainty in order to be okay. So the next day, my friend got a new client and everything was back to normal. She had no idea that was, that, that was going to happen, that a new client was going to appear out of nowhere. So, so again, we don't know what the future holds. The only thing that we can work on right now is on ourselves, on managing our own anxiety, on helping ourselves get through this on creating a community for ourselves on becoming more resilient maybe start reading books like start providing food to your own mind to help you get through this maybe this is an opportunity for a lot of people to grow you know to connect with ourselves maybe I'm sure there's a lot of people that are gonna get out of this crisis even stronger so why not start that process in order to get stronger so we can get out of this crisis thinking that thinking it like how, how many times have you heard about the people that go through very disturbing stuff when they were little and now they are grateful for those experiences because they made them who
0: they are right now
1: absolutely i love
0: the idea of becoming resilient after going through all of this i mean that's something to look forward to totally
1: no, yes, exactly. definitely. And, you know, I can definitely stand by a couple of things that you mentioned that I used to in the past. Uh, I used to judge a lot of people that used to say these things. So they would say the breathing and I was like, oh, but I breathe all the time and it never works. That's bullcrap. It works because when I really practiced it and the way I practiced it, I know you have mentioned it online and on YouTube, but I used this app called Calm. And I, I love it and I adore it. And it's really taught me how to breathe. So whenever I get very high anxiety or stress, I do that. And it's like magic. It eliminates the stress and the anxiety. And I'm able to actually process and think normally, not in this fearful way, which how you were saying, which was so accurate. You start with one little problem and it becomes the most, I mean, the biggest thing I've ever seen. Your mind really can create the scariest of thoughts. So I stand with that for sure. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to actually ask you is how do we, because this is something I, this took a lot of practice for me personally, but I want to know from a professional standpoint, how does somebody, because you were mentioning things about how this could be good things, this, this situation could be good for people. How can people now that really cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel and just see this as a bad thing, how can they change the perspective? Okay. Okay. So,
2: before I answer, I want to say I love Calm. And the other app that I'm going to recommend, that's the one I use, is Inside Timer. I Ooh. love it. Inside Timer. And, and the reason I love it is because there's a lot of themes. Like, you can literally, it's like I call it the Instagram of meditations and mindfulness. <laughs> Because it, it, people like upload their own uh, meditations and courses and there's like, it's themed. Like you can find to heal a relationship, to better your communication, to to sleep, like a lot of themes and and, and, and you can even select the time that you want to meditate for. It's really good. But to answer your question. And um, I will say again, like, first, we need to pay attention to the stories that the mind is creating. Understand it's just a story that is based on many, many, many factors um, based on your past, based on the people in your life, and if they were negative or positive people, and what they modeled for you. You know, if they were people that they were very fearful and anxious people and maybe they projected that onto you they're based on on if you have or don't have a support group and they're they're based on a lot of things so they they're they're just stories based on countless of factors and the only person who can change that story and see a light on the end, end of the tunnel, and, and flip the script. The only person that can do that is yourself. And so it's a matter of really making an effort and, and a daily practice to try to go back to what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? What is positive about this? Like, what can I get out of this? Like, you have to start asking yourself those questions because that's, you are, you guide your mind. I mean, that's the goal because right now your mind is guiding you. You want to flip it. You want to guide your mind. And the only way you can guide your mind is to start asking those questions that it's going to force you to look for those positives. You know, to look for that kindness in yourself, to be, you know, the, the the self compassion part of yourself, which is there, you just haven't found it because you haven't been paying attention to it. You've been ignoring it completely, and you've been paying attention to to your ego. So, how can you find that self compassion? How can you find that part of yourself that it is grateful for a lot of things that you have in your life? Like, for example, having a, uh, a place where to live or having food on the table or having or being healthy if you're healthy right now or having a parent that is preoccupied for you and, and that wants to help you or whatever it is. Like when you, when you train your mind to find what am I grateful for, you're going to find it. You're going to find it, even if it's for for having two hands, whatever. And But you're going to find things to be grateful for. And that's a start to start thinking about positives and how can I get out of this uh, crisis a little bit more resilient.
0: I love that you're saying that. Steph, I really, really do. Um, and I like that you keep on mentioning this word resilience. I want to ask you, you know, because sometimes it's very, very hard to change that perspective. And I, I'm sure that we have some listeners right now that are very just like and I don't want to say in a negative state but you know it's kind of hard to find the positive in everything that's going on but what are some of your positive perspectives for us right now and your hope for us in the future um, I think that would be a great way to to end this conversation just what's your hope for for our audience currently right now so first of all I want to say that you guys
2: Everybody that's listening to this and you, Melissa, Stephanie, and myself as well, we are are the experts in our lives. Each one of us are the experts in our own lives and we have the resources to move forward. We have it, even though we can't see it. So the first thing is acknowledging this and start asking ourselves, what do I need right now? to take a little bit, a a one step forward, a baby step. It doesn't even have to be an adult step. No, a baby step, one step forward. What do I need right now? Okay, and and start accessing that wisdom that we all have inside. So that's my hope, that we are all able to do that, to, to be very nice with ourselves and start taking a little step forward start accessing that strength that we all have inside, to not lose it because we're able to not lose it and to do exactly the contrary to find it.
0: <laughs> right. so,
2: so that's my hope. I, I am actually I'm teaching my more peace of mind workshop. This is the 10th time that I do it. and, and it's the first time that I do it online. It starts um, in a week, the first of April
0: amazing.
2: Yes. So if you want to, to enroll, you can access my website and everything's there. If you can't find it, write me a DM uh, on my Instagram and I send you the, and I will send you the link and I'm giving every single tool to be able to radically accept a situation that you cannot control. And I'm giving every single tool to start communicating with ourselves and with other people in our lives. And I'm giving the tools to start setting boundaries with ourselves in terms of setting boundaries with social media, setting boundaries with the news, setting boundaries with uh, compulsive eating, with the drinking, and setting boundaries in our relationships. And I'm also adding one more day. Um, and I'm only going to talk about emotions. I'm going to talk about each one of the emotions that we have as human beings and what are the messages that these emotions bring. Because I know a lot of us didn't grow up with the emotional language, and right now we're struggling to to feel our emotions and understanding what is it that they're they're needing from us to do or to attend. So I hope that this podcast gave you guys and our listeners and myself as well, some light into everything that's happening and, and that it was helpful in some way.
0: Yes, it, it definitely was. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And we'll be adding those links, um, onto our newsletter. So if you're listening, if you're subscribed to our newsletter, we'll be able to send that out to you as well. And, um, you know, I'm thinking of joining you, Stephanie, that course sounds amazing. Um, but thank you so much for being here with us on this episode today. And thank you as well for everything that you're doing.
2: Thank you so much. I love connecting with you
0: guys. Thank you, Steph. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We want to invite you to be a part of our Get 10, Give 10 campaign today. Get 10% off any item of our merchandise line and we'll give 10% to a COVID-19 relief fund. Go to Iamamillennialwoman.com right now to shop and give back to our community.
1: We encourage you to continue on with the conversation and share this episode with a fellow MW who needs it. Always remember to keep being the strong, amazing woman that you are And never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW. Always love. Melissa. And Stephanie Carcace.